You're listening to Feminist Current, making waves in the mainstream. You are listening to Feminist Current. I'm Megan Murphy. This week, 300 women have gathered for a five-day-long feminist meeting in an eco-domain in Normandy, France. They will discuss topics like heterosexuality, anti-racism, eco-feminism, and more. There will also be open mic nights and parties, as the goal of the week is not only to further feminist analysis, but, according to the website, to rediscover joy and freedom found in women-only space, and to re-energize. I spoke with two of the organizers, Catherine Weiss and Ann Billows, to learn more about the event called Women's Gathering 2016, over the phone from France. Here is that interview. Thanks so much for um, taking the time to talk with me today. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks so much for interviewing us. We really appreciate it too. So can you tell me a little bit about the concept behind this upcoming gathering that you're planning. Well, I guess we really wanted to bring together a lot of women from different countries to be able to get together and really to work together to actually advance the feminist movement. Because Anne and I were just talking about before how often when we go to feminist radical feminist conferences, We have a fantastic time and it's really stimulating and exciting. But we do feel like a lot of what's being said is actually quite repetitive. And so we were hoping that by having a gathering which is much longer, for one thing, that we can really sort of start to advance feminist theory in conjunction with our activism. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's interesting that you say that because when I was reading through the program, I was like, wow, these are really different kind of original themes and discussions that you're planning that, I mean, you're right, you don't you don't see those on programs at, at feminist conferences all the time. So one of those themes, of course, is the impact of male violence and trauma on relationships between feminists. So I wonder, can you tell me a little bit more about that? I mean, what is the impact of male violence and trauma on relationships between feminists? A big factor is that all of the the ways that patriarchal violence, no matter how relatively mild or extreme it might be, the ways that they actually affect the way that we interact with other women, it's a topic that's virtually never discussed within radical feminism. And yet it totally influences the way that our activism takes place and the way that we interact with one another and the way that we treat one another and the way that we experience feminism when it comes down to it. But I think it's also a matter of the the fact that we have been completely shaped by male violence from the moment of our birth, whether that is simply from living as female and not experiencing any additional violence on top of that or any more extreme forms of violence, right through to the more extreme forms of violence, which are extraordinarily common, you know, that has affected the way that we actually, it affects everything about the way that we exist in the world. Mm. And then that very naturally translates through to the way that we interact with other people. And so, for example, you know, you get 
women, a very common reaction to trauma, I think, is to feel that you have to withdraw yourself completely from anything that could be even slightly painful. And that can lead to things like completely cutting off links with other, with other feminists, for example. And that can be really damaging within a movement. So that's just one example Mm. that both of us have experienced to some extent. And so what, what is this group? What is the group that's organizing this conference in France? Um, well, we, I don't think it's really an official group. It's basically a group of women, mostly from France, but really who have met each other, I guess, mainly through, partly through personal connections in, in the real world, but also over the internet. So it includes women from another number of countries. Like I'm originally from Australia, though I've lived in France. There are a lot of women involved from Algeria. There's there are some from the UK, some from Germany, a large group from Serbia. Yes. A woman from Kenya, a woman from Mexico, America. That's well, amazing. There's women from all around the world who are involved in organizing the conference. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about another theme, um, and this is you know something that's been explored in in radical feminism, you know, since the second wave, of course but is incredibly relevant nonetheless. Um, you know, it's that, that idea of heterosexuality under, under patriarchy and, and the idea of lesbianism as an alternative to the patriarchal couple, to, you know, use the words that are in your program there. And so I wonder what your approach to this theme is is you know is is heterosexuality something that is always a problem under patriarchy always you know dangerous or damaging to women well about heterosexuality the reason why we we focus on heterosexuality on that day the point of it is not to say whether heterosexuality is inherently bad or inherently good the point of it is is to look at male violence uh, as a whole and male sexual violence in particular um to frame it uh, to understand it as one single system, which is heterosexual oppression, mm-hmm. uh, because the oppression of women happens under heterosexuality, and it's not just about you know a sexuality as patriarchy would like us to understand it, like something that's apolitical and just a sexual desire that has nothing to do with society. It's it's political system, and it has political, cultural, economic, and um, also sexual, as in sex case implications. Um, like the whole patriarchal infrastructure is organized around enforcing heterosexuality. It's institutionalized in the state and in all the institutions. And, um, and that's what we want to, um, stress during that day is to look at different forms of male violence against women, but like keep this common thread so that to get this point across mm-hmm. that all of these male, different kinds of male violence happen under the system of heterosexuality. Yeah. So I guess the way I understand it is in individual heterosexual relationships is what keeps individual women oriented towards individual men and in a situation where violence can be done to them. But it's it's just the individual manifestation of a much wider caste or class system, I guess you can say, where women and men are placed in classes with opposing interests and hierarchically ordered. And... What does the role of lesbianism play in this? It's it's a tricky question because there's no guarantee that being being a lesbian 
can be will be any kind of outlet from this wider system of heterosexuality because as as we said it it is a system and you can't simply opt out of it so while lesbian relationships may well be a form of survival which is much better for individual women um there's also no guarantee that any particular lesbian relationship will be particularly free of the sort of dynamics that characterize all relationships under heterosexual patriarchy. So I, I wanted to talk about a, a, another theme listed here, which is a really important one, which is about fighting racism and, and you know, around developing practices of solidarity with women of color. So you give the impression in the language in the program that leftist men can kind of impede that, that solidarity and those efforts. How does this work exactly? How do you think we can push back against that? Well, I guess the way we see it operating is that a lot of the way in which racism is attempted to to be fought against within feminism really just takes on a model that's taken directly from left-wing politics and activism. And as such, it's really quite an aggressive and violent model of trying to fight something which is very important. And also, uh, there's another thing is that within radical feminism, we have a really big lack of um, analysis, uh, of radical feminist analysis of racism that focus on women and the female experience of racism and how it plays out in the system, uh, how this whole thing is organized between sexism and racism. Mm. And so what we would want to do is to try to push these um, analysis forward and uh, try to understand what is what is racism seen from a feminist, a woman's and a radical feminist perspective? Yeah, I think I see, see there is sort of being two opposing forces at play here. On one hand, there's been huge amounts of attacks on radical feminists um, as being racist and not being intersectional and things like that. And I think that that in many ways sometimes causes a bit of a counter backlash in that radical feminists sort of don't look at race with as much attention as they maybe should. Mm. But on the other hand, like the as a result and as a result of that, most of the analyses of race that we do have don't come from a radical feminist perspective. And as Anne was saying, they don't prioritize women's experiences, um, and they do tend to focus on an individualizing liberal model of individual privilege, which doesn't, to me, doesn't really address the fact of racism as a system. And also, there's a big focus on fairly violent ways of dealing with this so-called privilege, like individual denunciations of women and this sort of demanding of this kind of constant confessionalism and feeling of guilt and things like that, which is um, completely counterproductive, yes. Because they don't actually produce a constructive ways of uh, working uh, with women of colour and creating practices of solidarity, and they actually stifle thought and action more than anything else, which is mm-hmm. not what we want. What we want is that more women taking initiatives and mm-hmm. um, and educating themselves and uh, feeling concerned directly about these issues and creating space for it as well. I mean... The fact that 95% or more maybe that of women who are trafficked for the um, rape trade are women from colonized, ex-colonized countries or invaded countries, I mean, that's completely brushed away by the leftist movement, for example. And by the mainstream feminist movement. Yeah, exactly. Anyone who's pro-prostitution doesn't talk about it, even though these are issues which affect in massively disproportionately women of color Mm. across the world. 
and that's not seen as an anti-racist issue at all, and which is completely outrageous, and which is why we want to, you know, basically bridge feminism and anti-racism in many different ways, and uh, and uh, use feminism as well, again, as a tool for understanding how the current anti-racist practices, and also um, how, what can we keep, and what can we understand as undermining, and what can we improve, and on either side, basically, and um, how can we work together. Mm-hmm. And... Unfortunately, this is really unsurprising, <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm aware that you've come under fire from some, um, I don't know if they're individual people or groups or what, for having organized this conference. Can you tell me a little about what's going on? Okay, so um, I guess the main thing that happened was that there was a very long and very aggressive letter that was published about us and was diffused through all of the queer and left-wing activist networks in France. But um, it was, as well as that, it, was, it came about because one of the organising group belongs to, her sort of activist community is a sort of a queer anarchist community. And so it came out through that. And so it manifests itself partly as through the publication of the letter, but also as a very vicious personal attack on her which was completely appalling, but um, I guess... What kind of attack? Like, based on what? Well, um, she was harassed by um, the people of her activist community and also boycotted, and so she was expecting their support, as she usually does for other events, but all of a sudden they withdrew all support, they started attacking her verbally, and they even organised a trial which is pretty common in, in radical left queer communities. They literally organized a trial, um, where they said they had, without even warning her, of course, but like, um, they were, they had this meeting and they started accusing her of completely crazy things and, um, and she had a panic attack. But what is it that they're, what are they angry about? You know, what specifically is it that they're uh, opposed to? Um, well, I guess what, the, what they said in the letter was that, they went to our website and read the um, the things that we had written and also read, we have a resources section, so they looked at the pieces of writing by various feminists that we had put up there and then decided based on that writing that we were transphobic and whorephobic and queerphobic, homophobic, despite and, the, and racist, yeah, basically the whole gamut of things. Mm. So in practice, I think the, the maybe the medium and longer term effects are that firstly that we're lo- we've lost a lot of the logistical support that we were relying on in terms of borrowing equipment, and um, some women have dropped out. I think partly as a result of this, um, because you know it was sort of an ultimatum kind of thing. It's us or them, so they had to choose. And longer than that, you know, it's sort of really making it much more difficult for us as a group to work with wider networks within France. In, within the left wing and, you know, the more sim- sympathetic parts of the queer movement. So I think that's where, where, where we're at, really. Mm. And why did you choose France as a location for the conference? There's not enough radical feminism in the world, full stop, but what, what of it there is, is basically all in English-speaking countries. And France, you know, there's stuff happening in England, but or the UK, but um, France is, you know, just that bit more central for Europe and also for North Africa, which makes it, you know, in terms of travel costs, 
it allows a different group of women to attend. It makes it easier for a different group of women. And finally, you know, what do you hope to come out of this conference? Um, well, I guess we're really hoping, as, as we said at the start, to really advance feminist theory, um, radical feminist theory, and also to, to really strengthen our networks internationally to see what we can learn from one another and really use that in order to create stronger networks, which is what women need and what feminists need in order to, to come closer to achieving autonomy, I think. Yeah, and the reason why we, we chose, um, like we wanted the gathering to happen over a week and not, you know, two or three days is because, and that we also have other activities around the, the workshops and not just um, intellectual work, is mm-hmm. that we're also hoping to um, develop a culture of sharing and furthering feminism and feminist theories and practices and create a positive culture uh, mm-hmm. where we can, you know, discuss divisive issues uh, in ways that, I mean, hopefully, <laughs> in, in ways that uh, are constructive and, um, and that help us deepen our understanding about, you know, what the issues are. And, yeah, and to create strong bonds as well, because it's really important that, uh, you know, on top of working together and, and, you know, discussing and doing theory that and practices, that we do it with joy yeah. and that we want to continue to do it this way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Great. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. It's been yeah. really good. Thank you so much. Thank you. You just heard an interview with Catherine Weiss and Anne Billows, two of the organizers of Women's Gathering 2016, which is happening this week in Normandy, France. To learn more about the event, visit women, spelt W-O-M-Y-N-S, gathering2016.wordpress.com. That is all the time we have for today. I'm Megan Murphy. Thanks for tuning in to Feminist Current. Feminist Current is a syndicated show produced by Megan Murphy out of Vancouver, BC, Canada. If you enjoyed this podcast, consider donating to support our ongoing work. To make a donation, visit www.feministcurrent.com and click on the Donate tab. If your station would like to air Feminist Current, you can find episodes at audioport.org or email us at info at feministcurrent.com.